You're listening to Brain Buster Radio. Hey, this is Wilfred from Wilfred Watches Podcast, and you are listening to Queens Coins. darlings and welcome to this week's episode of queen's court with your girl the queen of ne and our episode is going to be titled festival of the queen where i'm going to be bringing you something very interesting as you're getting to know me my dears and as you may have seen on my twitter at the queen of ne i'm very into music Music makes me so happy and has such a personal connection to my everyday life from the time I was a child until now. I can't be without music. The fact that I'm recording right now and there is no music makes me upset, but that's okay. Maybe someday we can get that to work. But I had to merge two of my loves, music and wrestling. So this episode, Festival of the Queen, is going to be all about wrestling entrance slash theme music. I'm so excited to bring you this today. So what I'm going to be doing is having some guests on to discuss wrestling entrance music in a variety of fashions. We're going to talk why entrance music is important, the best and the worst of WWE, the best and the worst of the indies and other major promotions. We're going to talk about the impact of songs on character development in wrestling. And I can't wait to share with you the amazing people that I have. And I'm not going to tell you who they are until I introduce them. Yeah, it's going to be a surprise. But you're also going to hear from me and hear about my picks and my favorites and least favorites in the music because, of course, this is Queen's Court. But first, as always... We have to have our interactive and collaborative portion holding court with Queen. So I give you the Festival of Queen in this week's segment of Holding Court. Hey, wrestling fans. Are you passionate about all things WWE? If you're craving a funny, banner-filled podcast that breaks it all down from Raw to SmackDown Live, every single pay-per-view, and even some NXT, you belong with us at DYWTSB. Join host Mort with Pops, James E, and Queen as they discuss it all. You will not be disappointed. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, and at DYWTSB on Twitter. We will see you there. All right. Hi, everyone. We're back from that quick commercial break. And as promised, I have a ringer for you. I have someone very, very special here to discuss this really fun, super cool episode about entrance music. And that's none other than my friend Will from Wilford Watches, the creative man behind Brain Buster Radio. Hi, Wilf. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much for having me on Queen's Court. Um, Absolute pleasure to join the airwaves with you. So thank you. Well, no, thank you. I'm very excited. So this has been 
one of the things I've been really looking forward to. We've discussed music, you know, when we chat normally, just what we listen to and all of that. We even have a cool Brain Buster Spotify playlist, y'all. You should check that out. <laughs> it's very eclectic. <laughs> but that's all right. It gives something for everyone. But I'm really interested to get your opinions, and I'm going to start with a couple questions. So firstly, I want to discuss why you think entrance music is so important in wrestling. It's an instant vibe. Like, if you don't know a wrestler or character, when you hear music or the lyrics, there's an emotion that we have when we hear music, whether we like it or not. It evokes emotion. It's art. And when you hear that first couple of notes and you hear the words or whatever it starts with, you instantly get a vibe of how this performer, this character is going to be. Um, and, and, and that's crucial to sports entertainment, to wrestling, because whether we watch WWE Raw and it's very colorful and cartoony, or if we watch UFC combat fighting, it doesn't matter. Whatever the music is, you get that instant feel of what's going to, wh- who's going to be coming out. Cause when you hear Ronda Rousey, wherever she is performing, uh, come out to Joan Jett, you know she doesn't give an F about anything. She's going to play by her own rules. If you hear Stone Cold's music, you know something's about to crash. It's a huge, just a smash feel, a vibe, before you even see him wrestle. So it's just an instant vibe, an instant sensation you feel, um, and you expect that out of the performer. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like it sets the tone. Right. Mm -hmm. With with anything in art and in performance, whether it be a written piece or a theater performance, for example, or a concert, whatever you do first, the very first thing the people see and hear is so vitally important. And for wrestling, it's the lights mixed with their entrance music. They're not out before it hits. Usually. Right. The music hits. They play for a little bit and then they come out. It's a presentation. And that's why uh, it's so, so, so interesting. And I want to know what you think about how entrance music can either benefit or detract from a wrestler's character. Because sometimes I feel there are some pieces of entrance music that does nothing for me and does nothing for the character. And other times I feel like the piece of music couldn't be more perfect. So I'd love your thoughts on that. Yeah, so I'm thinking about a detract and <laughs> as one of my choices um later on we hear auto tune and a whiny voice and that's <laughs> not what i want to hear and as soon as i hear something that's just foreign to uh or aggressive to my ears that i don't like this prejudice immediately sits in i'm not gonna like this character And it's almost subconscious in a way because you just hear it and you're like, oh, I hate this person. So it can really detract if you do it wrong, which is why WWE particularly have the best producers um, around because Mm -hmm. they know how crucial that is. We wouldn't have had Ultimate Warrior become this super mega star if he didn't have, you know, Mm -hmm. the hard riff uh, (laughs) running to the ring. That was his entire persona. Yeah, he sure. was kind of a crap wrestler, but his p- 
his persona, his presence when he got there, and the music was everything. So it, it's a it's a gutsy call because if you have something like, for example, Cody Rhodes' music in New Japan, uh, when he was when he came over to New Japan and Ring of Honor as a wrestling performer, um, I, I didn't like it. It, it mm-hmm. kind of it kind of didn't do it for me because when I see him step away from WWE and the dashing and all that stuff and all those gimmicks, I want to see Cody as Cody, which we kind of got, but we also got his entrance with him talking about legacy. And so rather than be Cody, I got the sense that he's Dusty's son. And mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping Cody could be himself. I know I'm kind of, it's very paradoxical. You can kind of say I'm saying the same thing, but I don't see it the same. I I saw Cody come out talking about how he's essentially a Rhodes kid. And while that's heavily marketable as a fan, I was kind of more curious to see what Cody's going to do on his own, separate. Um, So it's it's a very gutsy move whenever you have music. Um, And particularly in New Japan, Tanahashi had one song, and it was the song. And when mm-hmm. he changed it a couple of years ago to go ace, oh my gosh, the backlash on the internet and Twitter, people were really freaked out about it. So music can do a lot of good and can do a lot of bad when you change it. I mean, obviously time makes things a little better, but uh, people freaked out when they hear new music sometimes Um, because it's a very gutsy move. You're used to that vibe. You're used to that presentation. And if it changes, something that was really good could turn really sour very quickly if done wrong. I actually completely agree. And that's why I think a lot of people who are diehard fans of bands, when they change their sound, there's a big time like, whoa, what is this? What are you guys you doing? Sold out. Why are you moving? Yeah, you sold out. Exactly right. Instead of appreciating what the different offerings they're giving you, they're immediately like, nope, I can't. This is not the old school. I'm a fan of the old school way you used to do this, blah, blah, blah. Which, you know, in, in some respects I can understand and appreciate because we appreciate their music for a reason. And when they change it, we're like, whoa. But that's because humans in general, I think, are adverse to change. So <laughs> that's, that's another the thing. We, yeah. <laughs> you know, wrestlers, uh, wrestlers evolve and sure. their presentations evolve just like the bands evolve that we got into as teenagers. And when you see somebody like, for example, Slipknot, right? Full yeah. mask, full gear, full gimmick, right? And mm-hmm. everybody is just like, oh, my God, they're the best. And then... When they take the mask off and they change the presentation and they have a little more melody in their stuff, you can see it's the band evolving, but it's not the fans and the fans are stuck in that route. Um, So that totally applies to this genre of wrestling just as well. Oh, I totally agree. So on that note, we're going to start with WWE. And I want to know the absolute worst entrance music in WWE. W-E. And I'm sure anybody who's listening to this right now on Brain Buster Radio is <laughs> screaming Brie Mode. And that's exactly <laughs> what I've chosen. Um, yes. It scarred me several years ago um, when I heard it. I just listened to the first 
five seconds of it before we went on air, and I'm I'm bleeding from my ears, and it's it's horrible. It's garbage because whether she's a, a good or not performer, you know, that's up to deb- for debates. Mm-hmm. But that music does not complement that at all. It doesn't make her look any better. Doesn't make her sound any better. And while she was an integral part of the divas, uh, you know, time frame and the divas revolution and the women's wrestling in general for the last ten years, her music's garbage. Yeah, it's pretty, I'm pretty sorry. terrible. No, it's nothing to be sorry about. It's true. <laughs> and the thing that I'd like to attack onto that is. What is Brie mode? Right? Um, For me, that music yeah. does nothing. Because all she says is Brie mode in there. It's like a wannabe K-pop type vibe. And it does nothing for us. So, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but now, sir, what about your best entrance music in WWE? In WWE. Now, this is interesting. Because, as you know, I don't watch every single week. I don't watch mm-hmm. 10 hours of programming every week like some folks feel obliged to because you don't have to uh you can skip a week you can skip a show it's okay guys um but from what i've heard and i know you're gonna you're gonna say i know everybody's gonna say alistair black i mean that's obviously very kind of like old school cm punk style it's very aggressive very hard and it gives you that vibe that you're messing with somebody who's different than other people Mm -hmm. um so black is obviously one of the big ones but i'd have to say my two other ones are Ricochet and Shinsuke. When Ricochet comes Ooh. out with that spotlight, he does the pose, which he's always had that pose. And now he's got all the glitz and glamour behind it, which makes it look even better. Mm-hmm. And you have that music, and it just really sparkles. When he comes out, he just shines. And that music complements what he does in the ring and his whole persona. Um, so I'm a really big fan of Ricochet's music. Um, especially over the WrestleMania weekend, I got to hear it a couple of times and I was mm. really excited when I heard it. Um, I felt like, oh, yeah, let's watch this. Um, and of course, Shinsuke. Yeah. A big thing about New Japan fans like myself is when he came over, that was my first thing, is he's going to have new music, but could it be anything as good? And it was. The Rising Sun song is phenomenal. It got the NXT crowd originally buzzing and singing yep. it and singing it five minutes into the match um, when he debuted against Sami Zayn. And then we got the violins, um, the performances at NXT, WrestleMania. I mean, it is an exquisite song. It's fantastic. The redub version of it is just as decent with the dude rapping, like hardcore rapping. Um, it's an exquisite song, and he and Ricochet are are easily some of my top guys. And it's not just because they were in New Japan, but <laughs> really their music <laughs> just gets me going when I hear it, and it's really good. Yeah, no, totally, totally top choices right there. Excellent. So now that we're going to move a little bit out of WWE. Now, I are asked... we going to hear the Queen's best and worst? Oh, you will. Okay, it's not okay yet. good. This is my time to uh, interview you, my friend. (laughs) Oh, but you will. You'll have to wait till the end, dear listeners, to hear what I have to say, which is a lot. (laughs) So fast forwarding. I could feel people fast forwarding. Oh, no. Listen, this is good. This is good. So moving out of WWE, the worst entrance music in other promotions. You get to choose two here. 
All right. Tell the people. Okay. Well, I sneaked in a Cody Rhodes earlier because that was you one did. of that's that's a sneaky sneaky third choice um <laughs> the other choice is going to be yoshihashi from new japan oh. it's awesome. uh abominable it's uh it reminds you of why i'm uh you know he's never going to be a top guy when you hear it you say oh okay if you mm-hmm. can spell out mid-card talent in a music form <laughs> it's Yo- yoshihashi's entrance song and okay. i <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and, I popped a little bit. <laughs> and and here's the moment. If you want to write down what time this is in the episode, you might want to do that because okay, I'm ready. I'm about to really piss off Queen. Oh God! Oh no! Oh no! I was never a fan of Kenny Omega's entrance. Oh my God! <laughs> I really wasn't. It was okay. just. I, I didn't care for it. I don't know what to say. Like, yes, when I heard it, I said, okay, we're going to get a good match. We're going to get a really uh, exceptional athletic match. But as far as the character, mm-hmm. I just never felt it. I never really got the same vibe as I do with people like Shibata or Ishii or mm-hmm. somebody who's going to come in and kick our head off or they're going to do something exceptional and just blow my mind. I just didn't get that vibe when I heard his entrance, and I know I'm in the minority, but sorry. No, it's okay. (laughs) We can still be friends, I think. (laughs) No, I'm teasing. I understand. It's not. um, It's not a banger, and I will say that it's. It's just not. It's not something I'm going to turn on, like I would turn on Aleister Black's music in my car. I wouldn't do that with Kenny. So I totally understand that. But let's move forward and go, because I'm going to cry. Okay, let's move forward and do best entrance music from your other promotions. Okay. Your two top best. Well, Queen, you got to experience one of them. You got to experience a, a few, actually, when you went to G1 Supercard. I sure did. And you got to experience, and I mean full body experience. You could feel it. You can hear it. You can see the fans rise up. And that's Minoru Suzuki's Casa Ninare. It is one of the best entrance music ever. Mm-hmm. It's got vocals. It got. It has a dramatic uh, rise and crescendo into it. And by the time he gets to the ring, no matter the persona that he's carrying into that ring, he makes you stand up and sing it with him. And uh, Suzuki, obviously. And you got to experience, which is so special. Oh, my Um, God, yeah. That is definitely one of the best entrances. And um, it it just stands alone. And and if you go back to Wrestle Kingdom a few years back, he uh, actually had the performer singing it for him as he came out during Wrestle Kingdom and during his anniversary event versus Okada in the rain. I mean, you can't ask for anything better than that. Um, it was magical. It's just a very special entrance song, um, Suzuki. My other option is a complete personal favorite of mine, and mm-hmm. that is Shibata. Oh, yeah. Shibata has the like drum ticking on the cymbal, boom, 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 and a little guitar uh, picking here, and then it just smashes you in the face. 
Um, and all of this happens, and he waits. When he was performing before he got injured, when he performed, that song would play for about a minute or so before he actually showed up. So you really was – you were like anticipating, is he coming out? Is he coming out? When is he coming out? And that's something that some people don't really do in WWE as well because we hear mm-hmm. it, plays for a couple seconds, and the guy goes out. It's something a little different with some guys in New Japan, and Shibata did that perfectly. You got to really embrace that entrance music and that feel, and you knew you were you were sitting in in a really special moment. Um, so when that kicked in, you know Shibata was about to kick your head in and um, not lay back at all. So Shibata, a personal favorite of mine, and Suzuki, I think, is a general favorite for many. Excellent choices. So before we move on, I'm going to briefly recap here. So we have worst in WWE is Brie Mode. The best, Ricochet and Shinsuke, and Black, you also said, was up there. The worst for other promotions, Yoshihashi and Kenny Omega. And best, <laughs> I know, and best. It, you to say that, it does, it hurts my soul, but that's okay. <laughs> and best for other two promotions is Suzuki and Shibata. So I'm going to ask you this question, and I know it's a hard one because I I had trouble myself. What is the GOAT, the greatest entrance music of all time? So I have two choices here um, because I don't really care about rules. Um, As you know, I I always play outside the box. so I have two, and I have one is a sentimental WWE favorite, and there is absolutely nobody that can compare to the feel and the sensation and spookiness and glorious and prestigious. I mean, there's so many different words you can use, but when you hear Undertaker mm. and the bell toll you know you're coming in for something really special. You are in a moment. You're sharing that moment. And with time, as it's progressed and evolved, it's kept the same theme. It's kept the same sense. And it's added a new layers of prestigiousness and specialness. Because now we're not really sure when the last time you'll hear that song is. So when you hear it and you see him come out and you do the full presentation – my gosh, it's special. Mm. And personally, when I was, uh, I want to say, nine or ten, I got to go to a house show. And, uh, you know, Pyro was there, but the whole lights and presentation really wasn't there yet. Um, so mm-hmm. it was purely based on Pyro and uh, music. So this was around 1993 or 94, I think. So no Raw, I mean, Raw was just starting. Um, no huge stage sets like we see now. And I'll remember right. this, and I'm going to share this because this is a very special moment. Because um, we all have that Undertaker moment, whether we got to see him live or we got to you know, watch WrestleMania match with him. And my moment was being 9 or 10 years old at the time. And my dad, before that next match was coming up, let me alone, went over to the concession and grabbed a beer or whatever. And mm. I'm sat there alone. Lights go out. The entire arena is dark. Uh, people start to scream, of course, and you hear the bell toll. I was alone, and I was scared. It was <laughs> it was a very cool moment looking back. 
Um, sure. My dad got him back. Uh, you know, he's oh, oh, you know, he rushed back. And um, it's just a moment that's still very vivid to me, sitting there on the entranceway, um, everybody rushing to the gate to try to, you know, get that touch of the wrestler. And um, mm-hmm. it frightened the crap out of me. So um, Undertaker for me is a big one. And for my adult years, as I evolved as a wrestling fan, Shinsuke Nakamura's subconscious theme is mm-hmm. really, really special to me. It's it just has this this feeling. You you really are. It was just it was just a perfect theme because you knew something really in it, uh, really special, very flashy. Somebody with a lot of pizzazz was about to come out, and you were going to see that in his fighting style, his persona, his personality. And I'm really glad that he's got to keep his same colors and gear, and he's got cool, flashy uh, moves and gestures, and all that is carried over to WWE. Albeit it's a little different, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, I'm really glad that a lot of American fans are getting to see that um, because maybe it's not showcased the same way in America, but you get a taste of what Shinsuke can do. And that's what his subconscious theme did. It's it's absolutely beautiful theme song, and it's one of my favorites all time. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> it's so good. It's my so, ringer so for good. a very long time too. Yeah, well, <laughs> as it should be, as it should be. So any quick honorable mentions you'd like to throw in before I ask you my final three questions? So that's right, three. Yeah, so there's quite a few. Um, another one that you got to experience live, which I'm very envious of, was <laughs> Jush and Thunder Liger. Um, yeah. When you watch shows on New Japan, um, you see Road 2 shows, which are small. Um, they don't have the big glitz and glamour. But when that music sounds for Jush and Thunder Liger... It's upbeat. It's basically like 80s anime. It gets you going. You know you're about to see a legend. Um, so Jushin Thunder Liger is absolutely a huge honorable mention and arguably one of the best. Mm-hmm. Another, which is kind of weird, is I actually really like the Briscoes one. And oh. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Reach for the sky, boy. And you just know you're getting redneck kung fu. Like they're going to F you up. <laughs> Teeth missing, hair crazy. And I like that vibe because you get that vibe instantly when you hear that kick off. Um, so I really like that, actually. Um, cool. And another one I want to mention is Ishii, Tomohiro yeah. Ishii. You get the sirens. You get the dogs barking. You get the music kicking in. And he waits probably the longest out of everybody before he actually appears on the stage. So you really get that for a, for a little while. And I love that anxiousness that comes uh you're like when is he coming Mm -hmm. when is he coming um (laughs) and hearing that while the music's going gets you that feel like oh man he's gonna come out and kill somebody um so those are my honorable (laughs) mentions i really enjoy listening to those solid choices i love ishii's um okay so is there a benefit do you think to wrestlers coming out without music we've talked a lot about how important music is but is there a time where it could be beneficial to have nothing. So this was kind of weird because I was trying to think off the top of my head without researching about Mm -hmm. another time when that happened and when it worked. Um, And I couldn't really think of any 
in the past. So if you're listening to this, you know, and you're thinking of a of an instance in the past, then please tweet at Brainbuster Radio on yes. or uh, at the Queen of Any and let us know instantly because I couldn't think of one on the top off the top of my head, but I did remember Tommaso Ciampa coming out with no music. Yes, and that was that super like super blood moon uh whatever they you know once in a million years that actually worked fantastically that he didn't come out with music he was very anti-online he wasn't doing any adding with anybody um i loved that and i'm really kind of disappointed that it ended kind of short and it was kind of he's got new music he's adding people online i kind of wish they really went full head steam with that and no music no internet no gaming no t-shirts i mean nothing because he was just hot at that moment and they kind of i think they closed it up a little too quick for me so that was that super super rare moment where it actually worked other than that it's it's very hard to do that and get Mm -hmm. people to to just actually care because if you don't hear music you're like oh okay what's happening um but uh, in that presentation nxt small environment um it actually worked really well um but i couldn't think of any others yeah i couldn't either not not that it was done well his was the only one to me that stood out as exceptional and i totally agree they should have kept going and it should have ended with him going out for his injury. They should have kept it until now. And then, see you later. Go away for injury. Then come back and be repackaged. Um, yeah, it ended way too short. But anyway, lyrics or no lyrics? What do you think on that? It's 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 really kind of dependent on the person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think NXT is a little... A little over lyrics like they overproduce the the lyric songs now um mm. i think they've gotten to a point where it's everything has lyrics and it's like a full right. song uh i'm kind of like i think there's could be a better balance throughout the entire brand um i think nxc is a little too heavy at the moment because you see mostly and you could almost make the same argument for new japan because it's almost all um musical instrumental it's not really any lyrics except for the occasional ones like suzuki you know um but i think it it deserves a balance so there's kind of two answers you need a balance throughout the roster because if everybody has the same similar theme it's it's going to be hard to differentiate um but then the second answer is it totally depends on your your character and who's coming out. Right. Um, instances like Ultimate Warrior, it completely made him. That music mm-hmm. made him. Without that music, I don't think the same reception could have been had. And uh, that music absolutely created everything. Stuff like Hulk Hogan, Real American, it needed the lyrics because it was catchy. Everybody right. in the early 90s was singing that. I mean, they were just anywhere you were, it was in your mind. And it was so catchy. Uh, Kids were singing it. Adults, everybody was singing it. Um, So it kind of depends on the character, honestly, I think. I actually agree with you there as well. So I feel like, you know, you hear Stone Cold's music. 
It don't need nothing. You don't need anything. Just that. That's all you need. But Aleister Black, the no man is ever truly good. No man is ever truly evil. I mean, being in NXT live, I can tell you, it was unbelievable to hear that live. Everybody. Everybody in the place singing along. That's a that's a whole nother level. So I think it absolutely depends on the person. Yeah, somebody like him is very aggressive looking. Is very um, yeah. he's got tattoos. He's got black hair. He's got crazy looking hair. He's yep. very aggressive. You know, not uh, plain Jane type of character. So when you're in the crowd and you hear that. You want to let out some steam. You want to let off that aggressive nature. You know, I hate work. I hate school, whatever. I'm going to sing about it. I'm going to yell about it. So I think right. the words do really well for somebody of that that um, thing. And just like CM Punk. CM Punk was yeah. very uh, anti-establishment. I'm going to do things my own way. And that's where Cult of Personality actually was a good spot, actually. It was a strange – I remember him coming out to that originally – uh, after his hardcore song was out and it was kind of strange people didn't know how to accept it but and then it just picked up steam like the character the song just molded very well together um and it helps to get off some steam for fans too and and, and yeah yeah words for black i think is a is a must oh yeah 100 percent. so i'm going to ask you a surprise question that you didn't know about and i'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit so it's a two-parter. First, whose music out of everyone would you want to come out to? And if you had to pick your own, do you know what kind of vibe you'd like to set? For my own, um, boy, on the spots, mm-hmm. uh, um, I would <laughs> say, I think something like Jericho would be cool. So Ooh. you get you get a little saying like it's a, a little a very quotable, very marketable. Break the walls down. Something that's a couple of words that kicks everything off. Um, as far as music goes, I would uh, <laughs> I really want Naito's Stardust <laughs> theme. Um, yes. it's it's very special. It's my ringer on my phone, so um, I honestly can't get enough of it. It's been my ringer for about two years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I can't I'm not sick of it yet. Um, so that's another thing. As a performer, you can't get sick of your own music. You got to yeah. have something that's going to amp you up a little bit. And uh, for me, seeing the Naito as the the Stardust genius, the, uh, Naito as a face using that music, and having that music going when he went to Mexico. And he brought back this Los Ingobernables mm. uh, persona, and he still had his face music was fascinating to me. And I don't think enough people talk about that because he has kept his song and his entrance exactly the same when he was a face and now as a heel and now as a face again. So it's it's fascinating how to, he hasn't changed anything. But his persona changed, and we just kind of viewed the song differently. Um, mm. So I have to come out to the Stardust uh, Los Ingobernables song. <laughs> well, it's a great choice. I love that. And well, thank you for playing along and being on the spot. I just had to do a little something fun. Sure. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for this wonderful conversation, my friend. Please tell Queen's Courtiers where they can find you. Oh, yeah. At Wilford Watches on Twitter um, and at Brain Buster Radio. We are a basically a podcast network um, just with a different coat of paint. We're a podcast collective. We have shows every single day, including Queen's Court, Wilford Watches, No Particular Angle, Everything Pro Wrestling. We have shows for everybody, every types of way you look at wrestling, um, whether you want analysis, theme shows, fantasy booking, or just straight up coverage about the events. Um, we have that at Brainbuster Radio. You go to your podcast platform, whatever it is, iTunes, Android, it doesn't matter. You type in Brainbuster uh, Radio, and we're right there. Uh, the logo's there. You click on it, you subscribe, you rate, uh, and you leave a little nice comment. And the internet nerds, the algorithms, apparently, if you put a lot of ratings of five, we get higher on the search. What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, with today's low rates, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. With a cash out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, you could consolidate and pay off high interest debt, tackle home improvements that could add value to your home, or even set aside cash for your child's future education. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this, what can give you the technology to refinance easily and save money? Rocket can. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick loans, internal data, points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions, equal housing letter, license in all 50 states, and analysts consumer access.org, number 330. Results. So if you could throw a nice little rating our way, we would much appreciate it. Let us know how Queen is doing um, and <laughs> share that with a five-star rating if you can. And just follow us at Brain Buster Radio. We got lots of competitions, contests. We're interactive on all the shows, especially Queen. And uh, we have a contest right now. So if you go to at Brainbuster Radio on Twitter, see the pinned tweet. It's very simple. Retweet, like, and follow us. And you're entered to win a shirt and patch from Gorilla Position Wrestle Store. So boom, boom. That's it. I love it. Well, it's been my honor to have you on Queen's Court, my friend. And thanks so much for sharing this episode with me. Thank you for having me. Hey, everyone. David Conrad here, owner of the Gorilla Position Wrestle Store. We're an online store headquartered in San Antonio, Texas, bringing you the best and original wrestling shirts, accessories, collectibles, and more. We're glad to be partnering with Brain Buster Radio, and to thank them and to thank you, we're offering 10% off all purchases with the coupon code BRAINBUSTA. That's B-R-A-I-N-B-U-S-T-A. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under at GP Wrestle Store, or check out our website, www.gprestlestore.com. Remember, when you want the best wrestling experience, you gotta hang out in gorilla position. Speaking of shirts, be sure to check out smacktalk.co.uk. And we are back with our lovely second guest, my bestie, Mort from DYWTSB. How are you, Mort? I'm doing pretty good, Queen. How are you? Oh, I'm super duper. I'm so excited to have you on. Music nerd on a, on a music episode. What the hell is this bullshit? 
I call it genius on my part, but right. all right. I, oh, I agree. <laughs> Mort is our music guy extraordinaire. He's our producer and, of course, co-host on DYWTSB. But there was nobody I really wanted more for this episode than Mort because of his music love. I'll try not to get too, too, too music nerdy on you. <laughs> we welcome the music nerd on this show. I want to start with your explanation as to why entrance music is so important. Hmm. Music is important to me as far, far as a wrestler is concerned because it's it's the first thing. If, if you're not actually looking at the screen, it's the first thing you see and or hear when a wrestler, wrestler is coming down to the ring. He or she is... This, this is their first impression that, that they get to make on you. And if the cadence is off, if the anything is off with the, with the way the music is presented and the way the wrestler feels the music as they're walking down to the ring, it can completely and utterly destroy a wrestler's presentation. Well, yeah, so this sort of kind of leads me to my second question. Like, how does a piece of music for their entrances either benefit or detract from the wrestler's character itself? Oh, uh, the, the way I, I understand music and wrestling is for, for a while we, we, we had Mr. Jim Johnston in WWE, right? My understanding is he liked to try to cooperate with the talent. And try to get their input. So as as far as I'm concerned, you kind of need the wrestler's input for their music, what they like, what they don't like, how they see themselves projecting their character. And it's the music producer's job to try to embody that in audio form. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes they get it really right. And and other times? (laughs) It's utterly dog shit. Right? I know. And and I find that really frustrating, right? As a performer, you know, I do theater on the side. As a performer, I would feel not okay Mm -hmm. if what I was being given didn't accurately represent what I was trying to do. If if I didn't have input in what I was coming out to, you would have an issue with me. Yeah, for sure. Because it's so... Vitally important on a number of levels, which are some of, of which you have mentioned already. But I don't know. I feel like it's really hit or miss, especially nowadays. I feel mm-hmm. like there are more misses than there are hits. Yeah, I, I I, I'm not, not, not sure how controversial the statement is going to be. But for the most part, I don't like CFO's approach to music. Interesting. Why is that? I, I just... I, I guess because I'm an old fart and I grew up with Jim Johnston's music in, res- in, in wrestling, it's still still me getting used to a quote-unquote new guy, even, even though these guys are probably around my age producing mm-hmm. music. It's still not... It's not up to Jim Johnston's standards as far as I'm concerned. Oh, very interesting. Well, this is why you're here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of bad things... <laughs> <laughs> Let's start on a bad note, and let's start with your pick for the absolute worst entrance music in WWE. The Oddities, the ICP version of their theme song. Oh, okay. Why? Because I, I, I hate 
uh, even outside of the wrestling sphere, I hated ICP. They just never clicked with me. And then when you're invading my other hobby of wrestling, just, no, go away. <laughs> Stop okay. polluting my ears. Stop polluting his ears. Goodness gracious. Okay. What about your best then? The original Undertaker theme, the one that he, de- he de- debuted with. Oh, interesting. Why is that? It's Well, T- Taker's my all-time favorite WWE wrestler, and he, quite honestly, he's why I'm a fan today. He just strikes me, character, music, every, everything about the man. Even now that he's essentially retired and kind of not that character anymore, it still connects with me because I, 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 I was the, the dark, edgy kid in school. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you had a little special some something some connection yep. with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can hear that. I like that one, too. So, I'm sure there's probably some other worse that you might have. And, well, that well before, before we move there, on that, even as, as much as I love Taker's original theme, mm-hmm. I, was, I didn't hate the American Badass era of Taker. Taker, was just, Taker was just my dude. His entire yeah. career. <laughs> Well, it's a great guy to be your dude. <laughs> He's <laughs> awesome. So there might be some other worsts, knowing you. So <laughs> give me two. Yeah, I know. You're stroking your chin over there. Two of your worst entrance music. Now, you can pick any promotion you like. You could stay in WWE. That's cool, too. Just curious. Going to have to go with Kelly Kelly here. Oh, Why? Because she was just a blonde disc. And, I, and I, yeah, sure, I, I, I guess it fit her character. So I'm kind of going against my reasoning, my normal reasoning here. But okay. just some, something about her music grinded against my skull. I'm like, get this out of my ear, please. Yeah, you didn't like it, huh? No. All right, what about another one? Mike Canellis. Oh, interesting. Why is that? I'm just not, not, not feeling the power of love shenanigans with him and his wife. You don't like it? No. You don't like the big exclamation of of love and no. a 70s-ish vibe is what it gives me. Nope, not at all. <laughs> okay. Well, let's try to put a little more positive. <laughs> so what about two other really good ones? Any promotion you want. Um, I'm going to have to go with the current Bullet Club theme. Oh, that, okay. just, that, that just gets me jacked up when I, when, when I feel like I, I want to listen to something related to wrestling and want to get jacked up for whatever reason, it's mm-hmm. the Bullet Club for me. Yeah, it's a feel-good one. Yep. Gets me excited because I know who's going to come out. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? I know. It's so exciting. Um, and another one? Pentagon Jr.'s uh, Lucha Underground uh, Thrill Switch by uh, Cut One. Yep. Love it. It just, again, it embodies Pentagon from the moment you hear hear the music to the him doing all of his motions in the middle of the ring. It embodies the cycle that is Pentagon. <laughs> it so fits him, right? Yep. I think as far as music goes... There's a couple that we could probably talk about that really and truly go with the character. And that is one of them. It fits him. It works for him. 
It it's gives a, everybody a slow slow walk. It's just great. Yes, it's so good. It just works. It just does. And so I totally agree with you. Now, the serious question of serious questions, Mark. What is your greatest of all time in terms of entrance music? Stone Cold Steve Austin and then the Clash <laughs> Break. I mean, is there any other choice? <laughs> no, there's really not. And honestly, I'm surprised nobody's stolen it as of yet. So. Well, you may have, you may have had Queenie go hmm on her list. <laughs> ah, I win. Victory is mine. <laughs> yes, you win this round. Oh, that music though, it just makes my heart pound in like the like, best way. Absolutely, and and just the way again, Mr. Jim Johnson, the genius that he is, constructed that song from the the instant glass break to. The car screeches to everything, just embodies everything you want in a wrestler. Let's, let's be quite frank. Yes. It's just a badass theme for one badass wrestler. Absolutely. And I feel like in some alternate universe, right, if you don't know who Stone Cold is, let's just pretend. Mm-hmm. Suspend our disbelief for a minute. And they hear that music for the first time. That big break, that crash, and out this man comes, bald-headed, rattlesnake, here to take your ass out. You're crossing the the other other side of the street because you're going to get your ass beat. Right? It just works for him. And there's literally nothing in there but sound effects and music. That's it. Yep. And there's nothing greater than that for me. Mm -hmm. Not only because... He's Stone Cold Steve Austin. But because the music just so works, and it's like we were talking about before with Penta, there's really not a lot of people I can say that for, and he is one. So Mm -hmm. you picked a great choice, Morty, as I knew you would. Mm -hmm. So will you give me a brief recap, please? Worst WWE was what? The the Oddities ICP version of of the theme song. And the best? Undertaker. The original theme. The original, okay. And the worst two from any promotion. Worst two, I, I, unfortunately, I don't watch enough of other promotions to give you mm-hmm. th- thing, things that I don't like as far as, far as music-wise. Mm-hmm. But you had Kelly Kelly yep. and Mike Kanellis, right? Yep, correct. Okay, got those. And the best you said was? Bolt Club's current, th- current theme and Pentagon Jr.'s Lucha Underground theme. Perfect, and then of course Stone Cold. And and if I may, I've got I've got a, a, a secondary goat theme song. Oh, okay, breaking the rules. Let's go. Yep, Eddie Guerrero. Oh, okay. Tell me why about that. Eddie Swagger. Just just, just talking about it gives me fucking chills. <laughs> There's nobody quite like Eddie Guerrero. Nope. And, and I and I'm not one that normally likes lyrics in my theme songs, mm-hmm. but his lyrics fit. Yeah, it worked. So on that note, do you have any honorable mentions, any category, that you would like to include? Um, Chris Jericho. Okay, and what are we nominating him for? <laughs> um, just oh, best music, because every, every time that he came back, he came, he refreshed his character, refreshed his music, mm-hmm. figured something else with his character that, yeah, it may have been slightly different than his previous iteration but you still knew it was jericho oh yeah 
Jericho is Jericho no matter what version of Jericho he is. Right. Whether he's just Jericho, Y2J, Chris Jericho, who knows what he is now. Pentagon Jericho. <laughs> Pentagon Jericho. <laughs> that was Huge nuts. Jericho. That was nuts. That was really crazy. Whenever he took that mask off, I freaked out. It was awesome. That's actually how he got his new eye paint, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny story. He put that mask on and some of Penta's makeup was still on. And then he got that, uh, like, the eye makeup on his face. And that's mm-hmm. how he started his new, like, little cross thing and, and lipstick mm-hmm. thing that he does now. So just a little fun yeah. fact for you. Well, he 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 is a uh, bona fide rock star, so he can get away with that shit. He's the Ayatollah of rock and roll, honey. Indeed. <laughs> he is. So, question. Is there a benefit to having wrestlers coming out to nothing? No music. Uh, I'm going to give you two examples here. Okay. You've got got Tommaso Ciampa, his Mm -hmm. heel run in NXT, coming out to no music. Just this badass mofo you didn't want to screw with. He didn't need music. Right. And, And then you've got Dolph Ziggler, who claimed that he didn't want music. But they had a record scratch and bullshit. Mm. That character would have benefited from no music. Really? Why do you think that? Because you can't whine, bitch, and complain, I, I don't need music, I don't need music, blah, 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 and then have record scratching bullshit. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder what it would have been like if he had no music. Would he have been able to sell that? I don't know. I think he could have. You think so? Yeah. Sometimes I wonder about him. I'm not sure. As, as good as Trump, absolutely not. But I, I think Ziggler is good enough to pull that off. Hmm. It would have been interesting. Quick sub-question. Do you think they pulled the trigger too soon to get rid of the no music for Ciampa? Yes. Should have gone on longer? Should have gone on longer. And I honestly th- think he should have come up to the main roster with no music. That's what I was thinking, too. I was kind of hoping that it would go until he went out for his surgery, because we all knew that was coming, right? So I was kind of hoping, it, I know, sucks, that he would come with no music until then. And then maybe when he came back, it would have music again or whatever he was going to do. Right. But then I don't know that we would have had DIY. And, you know, there's like, it's a lot of what ifs, I guess, at this point. But. I would have loved for them to keep it longer. So you touched on it a little bit before. Lyrics or no lyrics? For the most part, no no lyrics, with the exception with with the exception of if the wrestler and composer think that it's going to fit the character. When you when you see hear a wrestler come out, you want to hear the crowd, you want to hear the announcers, and on occasion you want to hear the wrestlers yelling over the crowd to get mm-hmm. their overall feel. You can't do that if you've got the music cranked with lyrics. Well, here's my question. Alistair Black has lyrics. Mm-hmm. Do you think that works? Yeah, for him, it does, yes. Because Even though it goes the whole time? Because he's, a, he's a, walking down as a silent assassin, so he's not trying to get himself over, so to speak, other than just walking like a badass. Hmm. Okay. And it doesn't bother you because the crowd sings along the whole time right. and, the, no, and all that fine. stuff. Okay. The only well, thing that bo- bo- bothers me is the main roster wood creaking bullshit. 
Stop. Beat you to it. Yes, you did beat me to it. You usually do. I was going to ask you what you thought about the freaking door creaks. And did you hear the gun pew pew for Ricochet? So horrible. Why? Because because the boss needs the fucking metal wood bullshit. But we're not in a Western. No, but and actually, I, I don't really, I don't take it as it as gunshots. I take it as ping pong sounds. Either way, we're not playing ping pong either. Oh, I, I get that, but I, I can at least see the ping pong sound because of the way Vince McMahon's brain <laughs> works or doesn't work, however you want to put it. <laughs> oh Lord, listeners, if you don't listen to our DIY WTSB show, you really need to. Uh, Mort is not a big Vince fan. <laughs> Mort, Mort is the anti-wrestling god fan uh, person. <laughs> yes, he is, and it's highly entertaining. So, I really want to ask you this question that I didn't tell you about. Uh-oh. It's a two-parter. Morty's in trouble. I'm, yeah, Morty's in trouble. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I want to ask you, whose music right now, anybody you'd like, would you like to come out to? Sub-question, if you could pick your own music, what kind of vibe would you set? Hmm. <laughs> I would probably either want to come out to either Aleister Black's music without the creaking bullshit <laughs> yes. or Bray Wyatt's. Oh. A little follow the buzzard action? Uh-huh. How interesting. Because Mort likes to be a little creepy. so. Yeah, I could see that. So that's the kind of vibe you'd want to set if you would create your own? Absolutely. Again, so, Picker's what brought me in, and people like him are the, what's going to get me to stay. True. So we need uh, no lyrics, no weirdo creak sound effects, <laughs> and like that. No. Evil heel vibe? Evil evil heel, um, half step, minor key, oh. insanity. Oh my goodness. That was a little music knowledge on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> More just dropping the music knowledge. <laughs> told you it happened. <laughs> I knew that it would. Well, Mort, that is all the questions I have for you today. So I want to thank you so very much for coming on Queen's Court with me. And I would love for you to tell the good people, the Queen's Courtiers, where to find you. You can uh, find myself, Queen, Pops, and James on DYWTSB. Our our show comes out on usually on Friday nights, but sometimes uh, more to Slacker and it comes out on Saturdays. (laughs) But if you you want to interact with me on Twitter, I operate the DYWTSB Twitter page, DYWTSB. Yes, he does. And I hope that y'all come check us out there. And Morty, thanks so much for coming on. Absolutely. This was fun. So much fun. <laughs> All right, kiddos. It's time for the Queen's Choices for the Festival of the Queen. Entrance music episode for Brain Buster Radio. I'm so excited. So we're going to start off with the worst entrance music in WWE. Yes, that's right. Alicia Fox 
has the worst entrance music in WWE. My secondary choice was Spree Bella, but as Wilf so poignantly explained, that autotune makes my skin crawl. And I have the same sort of feeling when I hear Alicia Fox's music. It does nothing for me. I feel like I'm in an electronica club from the late 90s when there was a lot of glow sticks and ecstasy. And it's not really a good look. It wasn't a good look then, and it's certainly not a good look now. And every time I hear it, I just go, ugh, ugh. In fact, playing it right now to remind myself, right? Okay, what does it really sound like? I couldn't even get past 40 seconds without me going, oh, God, please turn it off. Honorable mentions for terrible I will get to later. As far as best in WWE... I could go with a couple different things here. You know, for most of you who know me, you know Alistair Black's my guy. And that theme song, it's so amazing. Shinsuke Nakamura, another great choice. It's a banger. But I'm going to be a little bit different here, okay? The best entrance music right now going is Paige. Oh my god, this song stars in the night, CFO. Does it get better than that for me? No. I know she doesn't wrestle anymore, but she's still an on-air talent. She's still there. She's in a manager capacity at the moment. Hopefully, at some point, she'll go to commentary. And when we hear that music, it brings back for me... Such an amazing time in wrestling history. And not unlike other amazing entrance music themes that may or not may not be on my list, that scream at the beginning and the like deep vibe in there. Oh, you just want to get up and start screaming for her, which is of course her thing. Scream for me. And this is my house. So Oh man, what a great song this was and is, was for her as a performer and now is for her as other talent on WWE. One of my favorite female entrance musics, I think, ever. But right now, it's the best in WWE other than the other ones I mentioned. Now moving to worst in any promotion, I'm going to pick two. And the first is going to be an NXT, which makes my skin crawl every time I hear it. And that's Matt Riddle. This is a bro. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Mm Mm-mm. No. It's some wannabe hip-hop beat from the 90s. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Nope, nope, I hate it. It assaults my eardrums. It makes me cringe. I can't stand it. It just, oh God, maybe it's because of the vibe. I don't know, but it's called Hey Bro. I just, I can't, I can't get behind this and it makes me really angry. So I'm going to move on to a different one that also makes me angry. (laughs) Okay, now listen. 
I like this wrestler a lot, okay? A lot. So it pains me, really, truly pains me to say that I really, really don't like his music. I'm sorry, Dragon Lee, but mm-mm, honey, I don't like it. Oh my God, there's like cop sounds and Tokyo Drift from the <laughs> terribly hilarious Fast and Furious series, plus like Mario. I don't know what's happening here, but it's like, it's too much. And there's a car that starts at the beginning. I don't, I don't know. I love Dragon Lee a lot. I just can't get behind this song. It just, oh God, the beeping. Maybe it's the beeping. Maybe it's the level on the volume of the beeping that like drives me nuts. You know what it also reminds me of? It reminds me of an alarm. That's maybe why I don't like it because it makes me think like I have to wake up and go to work or something. Ay, ay, ay. Now on to the best in other promotions, picking two again. And the first goes to my love, Okada. There's just something about listening to this, right? And seeing this man come out and all of his beautiful shorts glory and his coat and the money and his beautiful face. It just all works together. It gets me excited. It fits with his personality. It fits with his whole character. It's just a feel good moment. And how do you not smile when you see Okada coming out? And I'm sticking with New Japan for my second best. And that is for my homie, Big Boy Goto. Now let me tell you something. You want drama. You want Game of Thrones feel. You're going to listen to this theme song and you're going to love it. And I think what also works about this theme is how it picks up after that dramatic beginning. And it's that feel-good moment. You know you're going to see excellence. You know you're going to hear and feel and be in the moment with him and he comes out. He's one of my favorites, underrated in my opinion. He's so cool. And this theme song is just everything. Go listen to it. I promise it will not disappoint you. Okay, honorable mentions for terrible. That's easy. Nikki Bella, why are you still coming out to the Bella's theme song? Why does your sister get that awful, terrible, auto-tuned music, but you get nothing? Somebody explain that to me. It's still the you can look, but you can't. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Nope. Goodbye. I also don't like Bailey's. I'm just going to put it out there. She really drives me crazy anyway. But that, oh my God, the, ooh, sounds like a Chuck E. Cheese ride or something. Don't like that. Also, for the positives, I would love to add in Randy Orton's. It's just really good. So is Baron Corbin's, even though I don't like the guy. An excellent theme song. And G.O.D.'s new one. Ain't nobody realer than Gorilla. Mm-mm. Yes, it's so good. But now it's time for the greatest of all time. Now we know Undertaker's is great. We know my favorite wrestler of all time, Stone Cold Steve Austin. That song, Glass Shatters, is probably the best entrance music ever, but it's already been taken. So... I'm going to go with my other one, and I don't think it's going to be a surprise to you because I think it's a lot of people's favorites in terms of entrance music, and that's my boy, Edge. You think you know me? Oh, Metalingus, Alter Bridge, 
man, with the iconic You Think You Know Me. Oh, it's so good. It's a banger. One of my favorites of all time, without a shadow of a doubt. It makes me feel things. I want to see him wrestle. I love his smile when he comes out, that hair, his vibe, that title around his waist. I believe him. This theme song fits so perfectly. It just couldn't be better. It really couldn't. It's so iconic. Iconic, just for you, Josh. So, oh man, how do you even describe this song, right? It hits me right in the feels and it makes me so sad that he's not wrestling anymore and he had to retire on an injury. But this song is a goat without a shadow of a doubt. I I don't know what else I can say other than yes, it's so good. Hey everyone, Kate Johansson of WrestleThoughts Podcast here and you're listening to Queen's Court with the Queen of N.E. And you can find us, WrestleThoughts Podcast, with myself, Jamie and Callum, every Sunday on Brain Buster Radio. All right, everyone. It's time for the Queen's Courtiers Question section of the show. I'm so excited to be bringing you these right now. From my pal, Matt, at Illustrious G40, he asks, Who do you think will finally take the NXT women's belt off Shayna? If it's not Io Shirai, I'm not quite sure who it's going to be. I'm hoping it's going to be Io. I would love to see her have an NXT women's title run. She's so amazing, and I feel like more people need to see her showcased. I've been watching a couple of her other matches at other promotions, and uh, it's it's unreal. And I think she would be an excellent NXT women's champion. Thanks, Matt. Okay, and the next question comes from our pals at the Gorilla Position Russell Store, and they ask me, you're booking a triple threat match, WWE, New Japan versus Impact. Who do you pick to compete and who's winning? Okay, well, this is going to be a triple threat tag team match, my pals, and I've decided I want the Usos versus G.O.D. versus the Lucha Bros in a TLC match on Survivor Series. Yep, that's what's happening. And Lucha Bros are gonna win and be the new, I don't know, what what are we calling this? (laughs) The new champions of whatever this is. (laughs) Thanks, pals. So I have another question for Matt that I just found. And Matt asked me, now that the superstar shakeup is over and looking at the SD Live women's division, how big can this division be going forward? So I think the SD Live women's division has a ton of potential. I'm really hoping that it's going to be solidifying some new matches and some new foes and enemies and frenemies and friends to make things interesting. I think there could be some high potential at Money in the Bank. I'm seriously hoping that Ember Moon wins the Money in the Bank case and there's her chasing Becky Two Belts for the SmackDown Championship, even though I know she is fighting Charlotte at Money in the Bank. And I think Charlotte will probably win that match. I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I think she's going to be Charlotte nine time. 
So wouldn't it be fun if Charlotte took the belt off Becky and then Ember Moon cashed in and became the new SD Live champion? Just saying. Just saying. But anyway, it's super strong. I really like it. I'm I'm here to see what they're going to do, not only with SmackDown Live, but with the Raw division, which my pal JPQ helped me feel a little bit more positive about on last week's episode. Thanks, Matt. And now on to my jester and crown of the week. And we'll start with our jester. Boo. Yes, that's right. Boo. And the jester of the week is going to go to that ridiculous botch match between Becky Lynch and Alicia Fox. It was freaking terrible. I don't understand what we were watching, but it was so bad. And also it's going to go to the Lacey Evans missed punch. That's the jester of the week. And now... Onto the crown of the week. Yes, queen. Yes, that's right. The crown of the week. And that, my friends, is going to Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse. I am here for this amazing new gimmick, and I cannot wait to see where it takes us. And that will do it for this week's episode of Queen's Court festival of the queen and don't worry honeys there's going to be a part two a part three this is going to be a series okay there's so many ideas that i have for this entrance theme entrance music there's a lot to do there's going to be more people coming on there's going to be listener interaction and participation there's going to be so many wonderful things that are happening but in the meantime please follow me at the Queen of Any on Twitter, at X the Queen of Any on Instagram. And please, if you want your voice heard, send me those questions with hashtag Queen's Court on Twitter. I'll be asking for them tomorrow. By the time you hear this, it'll be Wednesday. So tomorrow, Thursday, I'm going to send out my tweet to ask for some questions for episode six, which, by the way, you guys, oh my God, it's a freaking banger. But that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to tell you anything else other than that. Just that you need to tune in next week, as you have been all the way through since I began. This is my fifth episode, you guys. The response and the DMs and the everything that I've received, it's been humbling. It's been heartwarming. It's been amazing. So I'm glad you're loving Queen's Court. I love doing this. We're having so much fun here on Brain Buster Radio. And you know what, you guys? I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, please be kind to one another. 